Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, here I am, late July, recording another podcast for you, and I really had on my heart and my mind to do some some education today around different indices. In particular, today we're going to talk about the S&P 500 that many of you may be familiar with versus the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So you may have heard of these names. You probably have seen them on the news a dozen times. But I find many people don't really understand what's under the hood. How are these different? How do they compare and contrast? Should you have one or the other? Why should you have the S&P versus the Dow? Should you have both? What should we expect from them? So we're going to walk through that here a little bit today to help you better understand what is the difference, what are the differences, I should say, between these two different indices. So let's, let's talk first. We're going to compare side by side here using uh, Morningstar as well as some other tools. What is going on in these two particular major indices? So what are they invested into is the first question. So if, if we break that down a little bit, the S&P 500, for example, is about 99% in US stocks, 0.54% in non-US stocks. The Dow Jones is 100% in US stocks with a little teeny weeny weeny sliver of cash in it. So you can see both of them are basically US companies. And they are in particular very large US companies. So if you look at the Dow, for example, the on the style map that Morningstar gives, if you can imagine a grid where you have a table or, or a chart, I guess, that's five by five boxes. So imagine in the boxes, there's three in the middle, three by three in the middle of the five by five. The three by three in the middle is what we, we call a style box. So on the left side is value, usually meaning older companies paying dividends. In the middle is blend as we're going up and down here on this grid. On the right are growth companies. So these are companies that don't pay much in the dividends. Generally, they're newer. They're reinvesting back into their companies. And so the Dow, Jones Industrial Average, tends to lean more on the value side. And 
on this grid of five by five, they are mega companies on average. So they're, they're on the top tier, the top row of um, the style box, which are the largest companies. The smallest companies are down at the bottom of the tier. In comparison, the S&P 500 leans a little bit more towards growth type companies. So it's, it's not quite uh, right in the middle, but it's leaning towards growth. So you can see right here, the Dow tends to more favor older established companies, the S&P generally newer growing companies. So the, that's a difference between the two of them. Now, the S&P tends to be a, uh, also mega caps, but they're, they're right on the verge of uh, large caps versus mega. So mega is that top row, large caps is the second row, and so on. Now, if we look at some of the, the basic kind of measurements of valuing a company. One of them you may have heard of is P.E. ratio or price to earnings ratio. The Dow tends to be being value. Generally, those aren't valued as highly. So the P.E. ratio, according to Morningstar on the Dow, is 17 compared to 20 on the S&P. Pretty typical. If we look at another measure like dividend yield, the Dow tends to have better dividends. So it's two and a quarter percent versus one and three quarters with the S&P 500. So some interesting differences there where you get more dividends in the Dow Jones Industrial Average versus the S&P. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the kind of companies that are in each. So if we break down the different kinds of companies, we can really identify 11 major categories like basic materials, consumer cyclicals, financial services, real estate, communication services, energy, industrials, technology, consumer defensive, healthcare utilities. I'm not going to break down all of those here today, uh, but if you look at the Dow, to help understand it, 20% is in financial services. That's its number one component. Number two is healthcare at 19.66. Third is technology at 18.57. Let's compare that to the S&P. The S&P, 28.9% in tech. So that's a difference of 10%. 10% more in technology in the S&P versus the Dow. The second most in the S&P is healthcare at 13.42. So those two categories make up about 42% of the index. So very heavy on those two things, particularly on the tech side. So the Dow has far more on healthcare than the S&P does. The Dow has far more on financial services than the S&P does. So some good things to note there. Now, other thing about the S&P that a lot of people would know just by the name is that there are 500 different companies, S&P 500, 500 companies. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, meanwhile, is much, much smaller. 
only 30 companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now, in the Dow, what's uh, interesting about those 30 components is the Dow is a price-weighted index, meaning that the companies that have the highest price per share are the ones that have the highest weight. So for example, United Health Group has the highest weight in the Dow at nine and a half percent. So United Health Group, if you take a look at it, current price per share is around 500 bucks a share. The next largest is Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is six and a half percent of the portfolio, current share price 357. Next one being Microsoft. We all know and love Microsoft. Microsoft is at a price of $336 a share and is 6.52% of the Dow to be exact. So you can see how United Health Group with the largest at 500, Goldman Sachs with the second highest price at 350, Microsoft with the third largest price is at 6.52%. So it's a price-weighted index. So it's, it's very heavy on some of those top components. Altogether, if we look at those top three components, that's about 22% of the Dow are in those three stocks. Some other names in the Dow right now today, you'll know a lot of these names. Home Depot, McDonald's, Caterpillar, Visa, Amgen, Salesforce.com is a CRM provider if you don't know who they are as well as they own Slack and a whole bunch of other things. Boeing, Honeywell, Apple, Johnson & Johnson, Travelers, American Express, Chevron, Walmart, JP Morgan Chase, Procter & Gamble, and IBM. So I'm sure you know all of those names in all big, huge, mega companies. We deal with them every day of our lives. The S&P 500, for example, it has 470 more stocks, right? So it's not as concentrated. And the way the S&P is done is as a market cap weighted index, meaning that you take that price per share we were just talking about and you multiply it times the total shares outstanding. So that gives us the market capitalization, which is a way of measuring who are the biggest and most valuable companies out there. So here you have Apple ringing in at seven and a half percent. Number two, hey, this looks familiar. Microsoft at number two with 6.8%. Amazon at number three with 3.01%. Nvidia at number four, 2.95. Google, also known as Alphabet, their class A shares at 1.9, Tesla at 1.87, Meta, which owns Facebook and Snapchat and some of those at 1.7, Alphabet class C shares, which is also Google, 1.64. So Google is actually 3.5% altogether, which actually ranks it above Amazon in terms of of capitalization when you add the two share classes together. You might recognize this name, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, here down the list in the top 10, and then United Health Group down here at the bottom with 1.24%. So you'll notice a lot more tech names here. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Nvidia, Google, also known as Alphabet, Tesla, uh, Meta, all of those names in the top 10 are all tech companies. 
altogether. Some of them are a little more niche. Amazon, you might say, is consumer services. Tesla, you might say, is consumer durable goods or something like that. But all, all of these are tech-focused companies. So you can see how it's 15% is in the top three, which is far less than the Dow has in comparison, which with its price-weighted index. And now for a commercial break. Well, if you are anything like me, if as you go along your financial journey, you may be feeling confused sometimes about what to do. You're, you're hearing advice from this person and that person. You're, you're not really sure who to trust, what to turn to, and you're, you're feeling stuck, whether you're wanting to create multiple strategies of and streams of income, or you want to look over your stock portfolio, or you're looking for particular reviewing over your specific situation. It would be my honor and my pleasure to spend 30 minutes to help you for free. All you have to do is text the word strategy, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-Y, to 833-343-2986. Again, that's strategy, the whole word, to 833-343-2986. Thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you soon. And now, back to the show. So you, you can see with some of these names, you know, some of these are much higher flyers, right? Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, uh, Alphabet, Tesla, Meta, all of those have gone up and down so much. Very volatile companies the last few years. Many of those have had fabulous returns. So if we look at dividends plus price change, let's talk about performance a little bit. So the S&P, if you look at a, let's look at a longer time frame, 15 years, it's averaged an 11.1% average annual rate of return. In comparison, the Dow Jones Industrial Average has averaged over 15 years, 10.47. So very, very close, within 1%. Really, it's, it's practically half a percent is the difference between the two. And so overall, the two can act very similar. Yet the uh, returns on these things can really differ from year to year. So for example, in 2022, the S&P was down 18. In 2022, the Dow was down seven. So with some of those bigger, more safer, if you will, companies like McDonald's that aren't as tech heavy, last year in particular, the Dow did really good. Now, this is data through July 26th. The S&P is up 20% year to date. The Dow up 8.39. So while the Dow last year really helped on the downside, it's really lagging the S&P on a short-term basis. So you can imagine, think of the S&P as having higher highs and lower lows. Of course, there's exceptions. Sometimes the Dow does better, sometimes S&P does better. But generally, think of the S&P as, as having a bit more risk with it. You know, if I was to rate these indices, 
on a scale of one to 10, I would probably say the Dow is like a six and the S&P is a seven. Both have similar return profiles, but the S&P having potential higher upside with it. So two very, very similar yet different investments, slight bents on them despite some other similarities and even some similar holdings between them. What, what I emphasize to a lot of folks as they think about investing, as they think about how active or passive you want to be, these indices change. The S&P changed. I mean, think about it, right? 25 years ago, Google didn't exist. Facebook Meta didn't exist. Tesla didn't exist. None of those companies were part of the S&P 500. And now today they're in the top 10. So there, there is change. There is turnover. These companies will change over the time. The Dow, generally less so because there are fewer companies with which to change. Generally, if you look historically at turnover ratio, like in the last year, the S&P was 2%, meaning 10 components changed. And uh, in the Dow, nothing changed in the last year. But if you looked at the Dow 100 years ago, totally different companies than you see there today. As a matter of fact, I believe uh, the only remaining component of the S&P, of the Dow Jones Industrial Average from 100 years ago is Coca-Cola. So um, that, that gives you an idea of how things have, have changed. So if you look at 100 years ago in um, January of 1924, here were the companies that were in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. The American Can Company the American Car and Foundry Company, the American Locomotive Company, the American Smelting and Refining Company, the American Sugar Refining Company, the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, also known as AT&T, the American Tobacco Company, Central Leather, Corn Products Refining Company, Anaconda Copper Mining Company, the Baldwin Locomotive Works, E.I. DuPont, DeMores and Company, so DuPont as we know it today, General Electric, Mack Truck, Republic Iron and Steel, Sears, Studebaker, United States Rubber, Rubber Company, United States Steel Company, Utah Copper Company, Western Union Company, and Westinghouse Electric. So I was wrong. Coca-Cola wasn't even in part of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 100 years ago. As a matter of fact, I think the last holdover was General Electric. So that, I think, dropped five, six years ago, something like that. Yeah, 2018 was the last time GE was in the S&P 500. If you looked at the last change, just to give you an idea, August 31st, 2020. So three years ago was the last time the Dow was changed. So what was dropped was ExxonMobil. Pfizer, and Raytheon, what was added was Amgen, Honeywell, and Salesforce.com. So uh, big companies, right? ExxonMobil's still around. They haven't gone away. It's just they weren't considered one of the top companies anymore. So I wanted to use this to illustrate how things work, how 
you can understand the difference between the two. Let's just take a, a couple of minutes to talk about how do you use this information now that you have it? How do you practically apply this? My belief is if you look at a typical portfolio, uh, risk tolerance always matters, right? So someone that's more conservative, the Dow might be a better fit than the S&P 500. Someone that's more aggressive, the S&P 500 is probably a better fit for them. If someone is in between conservative and aggressive, then maybe a mix of two are the right thing because we never know what's going to happen in a year. Certainly this year, if you had an equal weighting of the S&P 500 and the Dow, the Dow looks pretty darn bad. If you look last year, the S&P looked pretty darn bad and, and the Dow looked great. I prefer having the Dow and the S&P together over some of the wilder and crazy stuff like the Emerging Markets Index or like uh, some specific sector things, like you're gonna specifically buy a tech index. You know, I prefer as, as the core of your portfolio, having those two things. Certainly you could look for more aggressive people at something like the NASDAQ index. You could look at small caps, mid caps, maybe some international. So that there's lots and lots of stuff to choose from. So I just want you to keep this in mind as you look at your portfolio and what you do with it and what that looks like. If you would like to book a time with me, you want to talk shop and see how this might fit in your portfolio and, and what you should do, because maybe you're just absolutely confused after listening to everything that I'm talking about, feel free to contact my assistant, Robbie. His email is assistant, A-S-S-I-S-T-A-N-T, at daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much for listening, my friends, for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we're not appropriately registered or excluded. 
The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.davidderiston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.